Welcome to What Are We Even Doing? I'm your host, Rochelle, and each week I talk to interesting people about what they're making, reading, watching, creating, and doing. This week I'm talking to Megan Almond about plants, plants, and more plants. Enjoy! Hi, Megan. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? I'm really good. Um, if people do not know who Megan Almond is, and I, I doubt there are that many people that don't, um, you are a, a jewelry designer and metalsmith. And I would say that you're probably best known for your instantly recognizable jewelry. Um, and uh, also being a teacher, you taught a lot of... Uh, creative live courses which is how we met and you also have your own online courses um through your website designing an mba yep is that where they are yep, okay that's where they so are. um courses like market your selfie which i have been a student of and you um also have a group coaching mentorship program membership program yep. i should say I, I actually call it a mentorship program because it's, okay. it really is working with me on kind of that mentorship level okay nice nice but uh we're here to talk about something else yes and that is being a crazy plant lady yep yeah because last time i was in one of your classes you were um attempting to get the hashtag faux plant friday going <laughs> I was. Yeah. Which and uh, faux plants nowadays are sometimes virtually indistinguishable from real plants. Well, yeah. And they're super hot right now. I was apparently ahead of the curve on that one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in, in a lot of ways you are that. Yes. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so what made you switch to um, real plants? What made you decide to to take the leap and actually... Yeah, so attempt to grow So something. I feel like I should explain that where like the faux plant thing came from first. Okay. So yes, I um I had started doing this project for Instagram with my jewelry that I just very creatively called Megan holds things, uh, where mm -hmm. I yes. would just hold things <laughs> while I was wearing one of my rings and take a picture of it. Um, and so that was like a way to just keep showing the same rings over and over again on Instagram, um, but make mm -hmm. it look different. And so. Somewhere in that process, I started buying fake plants because I was working with like a pretty limited color palette, but I would find like a fake plant in the, say like a black, white or gray planter. And I was like, okay, cool. Like let's, you know, this is a good size. We'll hold this. So I had started mm -hmm. doing that um, because I had always told myself this story that I could not keep plants alive, um, which is oh, okay. really a shame because I come from a family of plant people. Um, my grandma, my grandpa, my mom kept orchids, my uncles, like everyone Ooh. in my family blessed with the <laughs> green thumb. And I was like, oh man, it skipped a gene. I don't have it. So I told myself that story, even though probably in reality, I had maybe owned like three plants in my whole life. Yes, I killed all of them. Uh -huh. Yeah. But I had only owned like three <laughs> plants my whole life to that point. Um, and so I kept telling myself that story, but, but I've always been really drawn to plants. There's something that comes up in my artwork, mm -hmm. um, you know, yeah. growing up in a family of people who have plants, like I've always just loved plants. And so, you know, I was posting these fake plants and I was like, but I kind of, I don't know, I'm kind of feeling like I want 
I want real ones. And then I had this like epiphany moment where I was like, hold on. Like this whole, I'm doomed to have a black thumb forever thing. This is not me. Like I am the person (laughs) who loves to learn and teach. And so I was like, wait a second. I'm pretty sure that just like anything else, taking care of plants has got to be a learnable skill. I am smart enough that I can figure this out. (laughs) So I was like, so I went and it was on my birthday and I bought a plant, just a plant. It was a cyclamen. It was like real simple, bought it at the grocery store. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, if I keep that alive for a couple of months, then maybe we'll try again. So like I bought it and I stuck it on my kitchen windowsill and that was like October. And in January it was still alive. And I was like, all right, let's, let's (laughs) try this. And then it (laughs) snowballed from there. Uh, Awesome. I think that a lot of people do feel like they can't grow plants because they've tried and killed some, but, and that happened to me too. I, I would kill plants and, uh, I'm just like, I guess this isn't a thing that I can do. My house, the house that we used to live in was super dark too. So it was, it was hard to keep house plants alive. And then my sister got me, um, like a pothos, I think mm, it is yep. uh, for mother's day. And that thing just went crazy. And I'm like, okay. And basically what it is, is plants grow, do best in certain circumstances. So when you find the circumstances that they can do well in, they'll stay alive. Exactly. It's not really a matter of you being a plant murderer. (laughs) Yes. Um, Exactly. And what I kind of realized in this process is I was like, you know what, in order to learn I'm gonna have to kill some plants. Like it's yeah. just gonna, it's just gonna happen. That is pretty much the only way to learn in this process. And so I will tell you, in the last like year and a couple months since I've become a crazy plant lady, I've killed way more plants than I did when I told myself the story that I had a black thumb. <laughs> way more plants have died. Um, but what I realized is, like you said, it's really about finding like the right spot for the right plant mm-hmm. and the right kind of watering and all of those things. And the only way to do that is to try. And so yeah. in that process, you're going to kill some. And I actually like I joke that I've adopted like the litter strategy of plant parenting. So like in the wild, animals have lots of babies <laughs> knowing that yes. some of them are going to die. Some of them are not going to make it. <laughs> And so that is the strategy I employ with my plants. I'm just going to buy a whole bunch of them and some of them have to stay alive. And you know what? If they don't stay alive, A, I've learned something. And B, what I Mm -hmm. also realized is that like houseplants, even if you kill them, they are cheaper and last longer than buying cut flowers. So it's a win. Yeah, totally. And not all plants will will die like you could buy a couple different kinds of the same plant and you know plants are individual too some of them just aren't gonna make it that doesn't have anything to do with you and your skills right (laughs) so uh and you just came back from palm springs and i was really um loving all your uh photos that you took there um because we are big into succulents um here in southern california Um, yeah i have my mom's it, actually a lot of your pictures look like my mom's backyard because they have tons of they just, they just grow oh, so i mean jealous. yeah uh at our old house we had a jade tree that was almost the size of a volkswagen it was just so big and beautiful yeah um 
it's so funny because at first it's amazing to me, like how much I've cycled through like different types of plants. And like, I get into one Mm -hmm. for a little while. And, um, sadly my house is not really ideal for succulents. Um, central Pennsylvania is not known for being bright (laughs) and sunny all the time. Um, I have one room in my house. That's like a big kind of great room, family room. Um, and that Mm -hmm. is, that is the room where I keep my succulents. Um, keep, I keep oh, a bunch nice. of cacti in there. Um, and that is because it is the room with the most natural light. So that's a room that I don't go in very often, um, but it's got the natural light. And so I realized, oh, things that need natural light but thrive on neglect, those are perfect for that room. <laughs> <laughs> but in pretty much most other spaces in my house or my studio, there's just not enough natural light for succulents. But I... I do love them. My yeah. particular thing. So I went when I was in Palm Springs, I went to, um, I think it's the Moreton uh, Botanical Gardens, which if you're in Palm Springs, definitely mm-hmm. worth going to. It's it's just a little botanical garden. You don't have to stay there very long, but just ugh, all the cacti. Um, and my thing, like if I had to pick a favorite succulent, uh, I'm really into agave right now. So uh, par- partly oh. it might just be like the fact that I love tequila. And so I'm like, yeah, like that's my plant. Um, but there are all these like beautiful, like variegated agave out in the world and I'm like oh I want all of them like they're so beautiful and so I know some people who like live in Southern California who are like oh yeah I have like this garden with all this agave and I was like oh I'm so jealous (laughs) I have like my couple tiny little agave like tucked in windowsills (laughs) to try to get them as much light as possible yeah 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 I mean it is yeah you got to do what you got to do um yeah my mom has some big agaves in her yard that actually grew under the fence from the neighbors so they just are like volunteers yeah can't kill them here yeah they're a little bit trickier where i live yeah yeah of course um so what if what uh are you growing right now man so a little bit of everything um one of the things i have been starting to really like accumulate um a lot of philodendron, which um, is one of those plants that I know is like, mm-hmm. people are like, oh, they're so easy. And I'm like, yeah, but actually there's a lot of really beautiful varieties. They grow really mm-hmm. quickly and they really work for like the lighting that I have, um, particularly in my studio. Um, they just, they seem to do really well in my space of like all of the philodendrons I've bought in the last year. I've only killed one and I have a ton of them. So um, oh, nice. that to me is I was like, oh, this is a kind of plant that like, does well in my space so I'm gonna go with it and also Mm -hmm. um while I do love like the succulents and the desert and all those things I got back from um, I went to the Caribbean back in October my sister Mm -hmm. eloped um and I was the only guest at her wedding and I stayed in this beautiful hotel on Nevis Island in St. Kitts and Nevis um that was like these gorgeous just like tropical jungle and I got back and I was like uh, mm-hmm. I need to recreate the tropical jungle in my studio immediately <laughs> um and so like I got um like a philodendron rojo congo and like some other big just kind of the big leafy plants um and mm-hmm. so and those just seem to be doing really well in my space same thing even with monstera I just found that that actually works in my space um so that's one that I'm pretty into right now it's funny because when I oh and also the neon pathos Ugh, love it so much that like bright limey mm-hmm. green i can't get enough and like you said they're like, yeah. easy one they're like really they grow so fast i love them um what's funny yeah. is when i first started uh buying plants i got really into peperomias and 
then it turns out that those are a tricky one and they're really susceptible to root rot. So I killed a bunch of them. <laughs> um, and now I'm kind of like circling back around to a couple. I'm like, let's, let's see if we can learn our lesson. We'll give it another go and see. Um, nice. And the other one that I was super resistant to at first when I started buying was everyone was like, oh, you're a black thumb. Just get a snake plant because they're easy. And I was like, uh-huh, yeah. I was like no. I will not do that. Like, I am going to figure this out. I don't need those snake plants. Um, and then what I actually realized over time is, first of all, I have a couple of spaces, like my bedroom, where pretty much even like snake plants are tricky because just we just don't open the blinds. It's the bedroom, you know. Mm-hmm. We don't have a ton of natural light in there to begin with. Um, mm-hmm. And so there's some spaces where they are, in fact, just easier. Um, but what I also realized is that there are all these like beautiful varieties of snake plants. Right. And so I've kind of gotten on a kick of collecting some of those. Like there's this beautiful uh, silvery snake plant that I think is just starting to kind of gain in popularity. And I've managed to find two at some of my local greenhouses. And I'm like, ah, yes, like and there, those are, happen to also be my like most expensive plant purchases to date. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I can justify spending this money on a snake plant because odds are good it's going to last a while. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Yep. Where do you get your plants? So I have um, a couple of places. I'm really lucky that where I live in central Pennsylvania, we have some amazing uh, local kind of chain greenhouses. Like they have maybe a few locations Mm -hmm. in the area, but they're still locally owned. Um, So I mostly try to go to those I will admit that I occasionally pick up plants at Home Depot or Lowe's as well, but they're not, it's not mm-hmm. my go-to. Um, my go-to are definitely my local greenhouses, Stauffer's and Espen Shades. Um, and then mm. I'm about an hour and a half or so outside of Philly. And there are some amazing <laughs> greenhouses that way as well. I wrote a post about it on my blog. If you go to meganalman.com slash blog, um, I wrote a post rounding up all my favorite greenhouses. And um, oh. there's this amazing one outside of Philly called Ots, which is like greenhouse, but also like old conservatory with like, there's like a moss covered tunnel inside and things like that. It's Ooh. super amazing. Um, and then there's another one. My brother lives in Southern Delaware. And basically like as soon as I became a plant lady, he was like, oh, there's this really cool greenhouse near us called Ooh. Peppers. Um, so if you ever happen to go to like, the Rehoboth Beach area in Delaware for all all you East Coasters. Uh, in Milton, <laughs> there's a place called Peppers, and uh, that they have a really great variety as well. And so it's funny because like as soon as I started buying plants, everyone was like, "Oh, let me take you plant shopping." <laughs> oh. So definitely oh, rub off nice. on people. Yeah, yeah. I've only I haven't really done a lot of uh, shopping except for at like Home Depot mm. or Lowe's. So I have like kind of a limited little uh plant family going right now but um i think um like the cut cutting sharing is one of the best ways to expand your plant collection because a lot of them can be propagated yes absolutely and so i don't have a lot of like plant people around me um, oh you need to I change know, that. I need to fix that it's like i like start talking <laughs> to people in greenhouses and i'm like how do i be like uh, can we be friends in a non <laughs> way? Like, um, but I definitely have been like propagating some of my own stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I think that propagating little succulents is like the most fun thing ever. <laughs> I just oh, have gosh, like yeah. this whole area in my kitchen windows, like all these little pots with like all my little propagating succulents. Um, oh, I love yeah, it's that. So fun. But the other thing that I will say that I, you got, you're either going to love me or hate me for what I'm about to tell you is you can buy okay. plants on Etsy. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
So it's one of those where oh, I love that. Yeah. So it's like, it's a great, um, I've only bought a few so far. Um, you know, cause I'm lucky in that I have so many options near me. Um, there's very mm-hmm. few things that I can't find if I look hard enough. Um, so yeah. I've bought a couple of things. And what's funny is like, I was talking about how I killed the pepperomias. I bought two really, really cool pepperomia scandins that I loved and I killed them both via root rot Mm. which I was like crap um and then I haven't seen them since and the other day I was in Home Depot and Home Depot had one and what was funny is it was just labeled as hi my name is houseplant and I was like um I know what this is (laughs) and there's only one of it and it's coming home with me so um (laughs) yeah so it's really been fun and like part of that is just it's fun too to like go on something like Etsy because depending on where you're plant shopping you may end up with things like that where you're like I have no idea what the heck this plant is um oh yeah and so like just going on Etsy or like I when I first started buying plants I spent a lot of time on Pinterest just looking to try to figure Mm -hmm. out (laughs) what the heck were the names of some of these things that I was buying yeah yeah um you had a uh posted up one of your plants and i don't know what the the name of it was but you had done a painting either prior to this plant or you paint painted it um inspired by the plant it was like a green and pink and like cream Mm. do you do you remember what i'm talking about was it in my hanging in my studio i think so that might have been a plant in front of like a very old painting actually (laughs) that was just kind of hanging out there i Thing. oh okay um i think maybe i'm trying to think yeah i don't think it was one i did okay. after oh okay yeah that was a really lovely plant was um, it, the, it was like the it's really creamy plant like yeah yeah yeah, yeah so that's a stromantha um i'm oh. very proud of that plant because that is actually <laughs> after the plant i bought myself on my birthday that is the first plant that i bought and it's still alive over a year later um and i feel very proud of that <laughs> oh, well you should yeah. be you i should think be. it's just that it's actually pretty hardy um <laughs> oh okay. but but it is it is a plant that like likes but a lot still. of humidity uh this is the oh. this is the other reason that i very quickly turned into a crazy plant lady um is that i uh when i started buying plants i was really drawn to things like the stromantha and calatheas which um all are pretty high humidity plants like the leaves start to get just kind of brown edges if they don't have enough humidity. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really want to stick a lot of humidifiers in my space because I put them in my studio and I work in steel. And so I was like, well, I can't like totally overload the humidity in this room because all my steel is going to rust. So I started reading, Mm -hmm. well, you can also just group a bunch of plants together to create a little micro humidity zone and all the plants will be happier. And I was like, oh, so what it's telling me is my plants need friends. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I better just to survive I, right, to survive. So I better just go buy more. Um, so that, and it really, it actually does help. Um, it is pretty amazing how like grouping them, oh, that's grouping cool. them together. Yeah. I mean, it's not a thing you need to do with like succulents or something like that, but if you're really yeah, into yeah. like the like thinner leaved plants and they all start to get like a little brown around the edges, just start like clumping them together. Um, and they get, mm-hmm. I'm not saying they're never going to brown, but they do get happier. <laughs> Oh, that's a good tip. Good tip. I usually just um, pick plants based on either one, I like the way it looks, or two, it's super, super easy to care for. And generally, when I like the way it looks and I pick it, it's something that is bound to die. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm not, like, taking into account, like, its needs or whatever. 
so I have killed a few, um, I, like anthuriums, yeah. um, that are very, very beautiful, but I guess they must need a, maybe I should just get like yeah, a bunch yeah. of them. You just have I think to they put a whole bunch together too. and then it's, it, fix, it fixes yeah. so much. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm mostly with the pothos and we have like a ton of spider plants and, um, uh, monstera. Yeah, it's it kind of amazing monstera for like a trendy plant. Like how actually easy they are. They're they're you can kind of mm-hmm. just like set them and forget them for a while. That's yeah, yeah. Mine is just set there and it's doing just fine. Well, like like you said, um, if you get the right spot for it, you don't really have to baby it right. too much. Um, I have one of my favorite plants that we got is a um, it's like a carnivorous pitcher Ooh. plant, which I assumed that I it would die because I know that carnivorous plants are really finicky but we just found the right spot for it and that thing is thriving and I get so excited when I see all the little tiny baby pitchers like right now it has probably like five itty bitty little pitchers that are probably about half inch tall like sprouting That's all over awesome. it oh it just makes uh, me so happy i was just in greenhouse like last week and i was looking at one and i was like mm, no i don't really have a place for this now I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we i have it hanging in my kitchen window so it gets um filtered light most of the day and then um when it gets too bright because the sun does it's a west facing mm, window yeah. so it does get sun so i'll move it on the other side of the curtain so it gets like filtered light through the curtain and it's doing nice. quite That's well good to know yeah well and i i do yeah. feel like so when you were talking about having it in your kitchen window too this is the big thing that like nobody told me when i started buying plants but it's made a huge difference is you know everyone's like you have to pay attention to the light and where you put the plant which is true mm-hmm. but what i've also realized is especially in the beginning you have to put plants in places where you actually look every day <laughs> Yes. Which seems yeah, like so absolutely. obvious, but I was never, I'd be like, oh, well, this is kind of like a meh corner, so I'll stick it over there. And then mm-hmm. it would like, be like two months later, I'd be like, oh, yeah, shoot, that plant's over there. And I didn't do anything yeah. with it. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I started by literally, like, the first places I put plants were, like, my kitchen windowsill. Um, mm-hmm. And it helps that ours is, like, an east-facing kitchen windowsill. So it's, like, you know, the really the right combination. Like, everything I've stuck in my kitchen windowsill has done great so far. Because I'm like, oh, yeah, this mm-hmm. is ideal. But also, you're at the kitchen sink every day. So, yes. And then, like, in my studio. And there's water right there. There's water right there. Exactly. Though, don't overwater. That's a mistake, too. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah. So, like, my kitchen still, And, like, in my studio, it's funny because it's just, like, the, I, like I, I have this big work table. So, a lot of jewelers and metalsmiths work on, like, a bench. Um, and I've, mm-hmm. I need more space. So, I have, like, a pretty big work table. That's my main work area. And I just keep piling more plants on, like, the corners of it. And surrounding myself, like I saw a meme the other day that was like, my house looks like I'm slowly losing a game of Jumanji. And I was like, that is what my studio looks like. Like it just, I'm just losing the battle with Jumanji here. But when I have them around me, I pay attention to them. And then um, it's like, okay, you know, this one's looking a little rough or it's looking a little dry. And I'm not a person, I am not like a here's the day I go water my plants. Um, I'm the person right. who is like, uh, okay, I see you plant. Let me stick my finger in here, look at the dirt and we'll go from there. Um, and so having them in places where I actually see them all the time really helps. <laughs> yeah. But it's actually better for the plant too, when you water it, when it needs it rather than once a week, I'm going to water my plants, whether they need them or not. Exactly. 
Yeah. Because a lot of plants really do need to dry out in between or it's like, you know, you get the root rot right. situation or we get, I don't know if you guys have it in the East coast, but fungus gnats. Mm, yeah. We get a little bit of gnats. It's not been huge. I think I've noticed as I've gotten, so like, it's also this funny thing where like in the beginning, right, you're so gung ho about your plant you're like, I'm not going to kill it. So like you water it more. <laughs> um, and yeah. I've noticed since I've gotten like a smidge lazier about my watering, I have far less gnats. So, <laughs> Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, because they thrive in the day. Right. So. so definitely helps to let things dry out a little bit. Um, and yeah. like, I was nervous when I went to Palm Springs because I was gone for a week, and I was like, <laughs> I don't trust my husband to water the plants. I just don't. No. Yeah. Um, and so, and before that, I had taken another trip that was like a week, and both of those, like, I didn't do anything special. I just watered my plants before I left, and I came home, and they were fine. So yeah. I was like, oh yeah, right. Like it's actually okay. Like you don't, you can you can let them hang out and do their thing. They don't need you to be like constantly on top of them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're not as fussy as some people might think. Yeah. And I do think people think that uh, it's got to be wet all the time or the plant is not going to survive. And that's just not the case. Yeah. No, like most of my, like if you were to walk around and look at most of my plants, I did just water everything in the last like day or two, but most of my, the time, most of my plants, they're very dry. I think it's probably best for most plants to be in that condition unless it's a, like a truly tropical plant well i think like um venus pl- fly traps and stuff like that need to be super wet but they're from bugs. yeah like the really really wet ones need to but even like tropical plants like most of my ones that are like kind of more towards tropical than succulent i still mm-hmm. don't water them that often um, yeah. and again doing that thing where you group them together so that they give themselves humidity uh really mm-hmm. fixes a lot of the like not having to water them all the time no, I'm definitely going to try yeah. that. That just means I need to buy more. Plants. Well, exactly. <laughs> and that's the other thing. This is the the thing that I learned is that like plant shopping turns out is one of my favorite activities. Like I love oh, to just yeah. walk into a greenhouse and like inhale the air, like that warm, earthy mm-hmm. smell. It's amazing. And so yeah. before it was like, oh my gosh, I killed a plant. I have a black thumb. And now I'm like, I killed a plant. I have a blank space. Better go plant shopping. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, you know, it's all about looking at the positive. But, like, seriously, it's just one of those activities that I'm like, oh, I could just go stand in the greenhouse mm-hmm. forever and be totally happy. Oh, that's awesome. Do you follow any plant growers or plant other crazy plant ladies oh, on social media? So many. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> so many. Um, it's really hard to say that one, one that I follow that like she posts a lot of stuff is I think it's Amanda Wainwright. I want to say is her name. She actually is an illustrator. Um, so she does like, mm-hmm. a lot of plant themed illustrations, but then she started her personal account and uh, just mostly posts her plants and her plant shopping. And she actually has a walk-in closet in her house that she basically converted to a room of plants. Oh. Like it's got, it's, I don't know how this house ended up with this walk-in closet with these huge windows. Uh, but she was wow. like, okay, well, this seems like a waste to put clothes in here. So she has all yeah. plants. Um, and it's, yeah, it's pretty awesome. So, and then just, oh yeah, I fall, I just start falling and a lot of green, I follow a lot of greenhouses now too, like a lot of my local greenhouses mm-hmm. and um, just, yeah, it's nice to see that in my feed. Yeah, I agree. I follow, I think I just follow one person who's big into houseplants and um, I think it's Homestead Brooklyn. Her name is Summer Rain 
Oh, yes. So I actually, which have, I mean, if she didn't get into plants, that was a waste of a well, name. You know, what's funny is I, so I have her book. because She wrote a book um, oh. about basically being like a crazy plant lady, but I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. that she was like a nineties kid TV star before she became a plant lady. Really? Yeah. Oh, I have to. Yeah. I, have I to can't remember what she was in, but I'm pretty sure like, don't you guys can come at me if I was wrong, but like, I, <laughs> I, I think um, that, but she definitely has a book out. Um, which is nice because her book is a little bit more like narrative, kind of talks about her journey, talks about plants, which is awesome because so I'm also mm-hmm. I'm a book junkie. And um, so mm-hmm. the minute yeah. I was like, I have to learn everything I can learn about plants. I was like, OK, I got to buy all the plant books. And <laughs> there's been a plethora of them lately because plants are in. And so there's all these books getting published. Yeah. But a lot of them, you start to realize, like, they say the same thing. You're like, oh, okay. Like that, you know, yes. they just start to repeat over and over again. Um, yeah. My favorite plant book is definitely uh, one called, it's Root, Nurture, Grow. Um, and so it's two women out of England. Uh, Studio Roco is their plant company. And Root, Nurture, mm-hmm. Grow is their second book. I have their first book too. It's called House of Plants. But Root, Nurture, Grow is awesome because it's really all about propagation. Um But it just, like, helps you. Like, I learned so much from that book. Um, And so that's, if you're, like, looking for one that's just beyond the, like, snake plants are good for low light. And, like, this plant is good Mm -hmm. for medium light. I really like their book. Oh, I'll have to check that out. Awesome. Yeah, she is, um, Summer Rain Oaks is, she has a YouTube channel and everything. I'm sure a lot of plant people do. I just happen to stumble upon this one person. Yeah. and she does like plant swaps. Mm. So that is something that I'm super into. And I want to, I mean, now, now it's going to be a little bit rough, right. but maybe further on down the, on a little the, later, the a little later. Yeah. A little later. I, well, I wasn't really prepared to do it. So I have time to plan. Yeah. <laughs> um, like do a plant swap, a local plant swap, which I think would be super fun. Like um, we have a, tap room over here that I bet would be oh, super into something that like that. That would be that. awesome. Yeah. Like beer and plants. It really doesn't get much better yeah, than that. Yeah. Well, I'm super excited to go plant shopping now. Like I said, I've only gone to like the big box stores. Just we happen to be there. So I'll go through the plant um, area and just grab some stuff. And some of it lives, some of it dies, you know, just the way it is. But um, living I live in San Diego so I'm sure there's got to be a ton of wonderful greenhouses here so oh yeah I'll, definitely gonna check those I'll out bet. and it's one of those two where like I I love to support my local greenhouses but also it's mm-hmm. just they have so much more space and so much more variety than yeah like the big box stores do and like I said I still go to Home Depot and Lowe's especially if I'm there for something mm-hmm. else um yeah. and it's funny because I've also kind of learned like I live in an area where um you end up like driving around to shop a lot because things are pretty spread out. And so I'm like, Oh, this Mm -hmm. Lowe's has better plant selection than that Lowe's. But like, Mm -hmm. if I go all the way out to like the fancy Lowe's when I'm going to the fancy grocery store, that one usually has even better plant (laughs) selection. (laughs) So you start to learn um, what it is. And it's funny because like, I'm like, okay, you know what? I could have worse vices than driving around and plant shopping and buying a lot of plants. Um, But it really does, like, it's amazing to me how much of an impact they make, like, on 
my well-being just having them in the studio and like they also they force me to like slow down and pay attention which I think is an important skill for all humans but it's definitely an important skill for an artist um just to Uh, like be able to slow down and pay attention and look at things and um it's just it's amazing how much they've transformed my space but really also my like my mood and my state of mind um because I'm an extrovert who works Mm -hmm. alone all the time um and so yeah that's a really hard combination especially because my husband is an introvert who goes Mm -hmm. to work every day Uh (laughs) and so he comes home (laughs) from work and I'm like let me talk to you let me talk to you and he's like dude give me I'm like the dog it's like hi you're home and he's like no man like give me he's like he needs like a solid hour to an hour and a half to decompress after he comes home from work every day Uh um and so now it's like okay well I didn't talk to any humans all day but I definitely talked to my plants because I am absolutely that person who talks to my plants like I will oh I am I'm so that person (laughs) awesome and do you think it makes an effect on them I do well and science has actually proven that like they've Mm -hmm. done studies and I'm not like I don't sit there and talk to them for like hours but like I'll walk into a room and I'll be like hi, you know, like, hi, ladies, or, like, I'll leave it, I'll be like, bye, friends. Um, Aw, that's sweet. It's just, yeah, I just, it's just a thing I started doing. Um, It probably, like, helps and or hurts that, like, I got really into plants. It was maybe, like, it was less than a year after our dog had died, and we we Mm. had discussed, like, we weren't getting another dog because we absolutely loved our dog. And he was like this just random breed of mutt. And we were like, we can't mm-hmm. like, it's going to be so hard to find another dog. We love that much. And like, we're super busy. And so we were like, yeah. okay, like for right now, we're not getting another dog. And like, I was, you know, I'm home alone all day. So it was like, all of a sudden I was like, yeah. no dog either. Yeah. So like I used to, you know, I mean, I used to talk to my dog. So now I just talk to my plants instead. Oh, that's nice. It's nice that you have them. It is. It really is. And I do. I think it makes them happier. Oh, I bet. Yeah, I'm sure it does. Yeah, I think it absolutely does. And you know what? Even if it doesn't make them happier, it makes me happier. Yeah. And that's kind of the whole point. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Like I said, our old house was so dark that we couldn't really grow. There was nowhere to really grow any plants. And um, I actually did right before we um, moved, I set up like a little plant area out on our front porch because it was just like, I need plants. Like I have to have some plants. It's, it's uh, too um, dark and just without them. So I did get a little bit of um, relief in that way. But now that we live in this really bright and sunny house, I'm just like, yes, plants. I can finally have plants. Um, they'll they'll live so i don't feel sad which is it's kind of depressing because when you kill a plant you're just like oh god (laughs) i failed i didn't do it (laughs) um well so i've actually taken to a couple spaces in my house where like i have a plant and i'm determined to make it work but it's like not quite bright enough i've taken to adding Mm -hmm. some grow lights so like you can just buy grow light light bulbs you don't have to buy like the whole Uh. thing um so like i bought some grow light light bulbs and this actually started because for christmas my brother uh got me these really cool things they're plant monitors but it's like you stick it in your plant and then it blue Mm -hmm. bluetooth talks to your phone and it tells oh. yeah, and it tells you like light level, moisture, and you put in the kind of plant that it is. So it tells you what the appropriate range is for that plant. Um, and so I actually had a plant um, that I love. It's um, a clusia, 
And I had only seen one. So um, I live not too far, like I said, not too far from Philly. And outside mm-hmm. of Philly is Terrain, which is Anthropology's garden store. Um, and mm-hmm. like, it's beautiful and dreamy, but every plant in there is so expensive. Um, so I oh, was yeah, there I one day and I saw this plant, this Clusia, and it was... Um, like they only had one. And what I loved about it was the shape of the leaves was like exactly like the leaf shape that I use in my jewelry. And so I was like, oh, mm-hmm. it's my plant. Um, but it was like six feet tall and I drive a, and I drive a station <laughs> wagon and it was $200. And I was like, nope, oh my nope, goodness. nope, not, not happening. Um, so that was the only, first and only time I'd seen one. Well, then the next time I came across them was at this, the greenhouse peppers down at my brother's in Delaware. So I had bought a mm-hmm. couple and I had one that was a little bit bigger, not as big as the as the terrain one, but one is a little bit bigger. And it was like seriously dropping leaves. I was like, oh. I was like, oh no, please don't die. Like, what are you doing? And so my brother had gotten me this plant monitor for Christmas. So I was like, okay, well, I know what plant this is going in. Let's like yeah. solve this mystery. And it was like, oh, okay. So this plant, um, really what I like what I learned from that was like it's not getting enough light so I was like well let's stick a grow light mm-hmm. on here and at least see if we can kind of mitigate that um I was overwatering it a little bit and it also just seems like it's a little bit sensitive to I have it at the studio and the water at the studio is a, a hard water and oh, okay. when I first so when I first started buying plants at the studio I was buying distilled water because I knew that the water there mm-hmm. was hard. It you know has that like calcium buildup. At my house, it's mm-hmm. fine. The water doesn't do that. So I just had been watering them with, with tap water. But the studio, I was like, mm, I don't know. This is probably bad for my plants. So I'm going to use distilled water. And then it was fine when I had like three plants. <laughs> and now that yeah. I have, I, I don't have a count of how many plants I have, but it's a lot more than three. Um, mm-hmm. And so I was like, I can't just do distilled water all the time. Um, that's going <laughs> to nope. get really expensive. So I had just been using tap water and, but I discovered that that particular plant, like it's a little finicky The like the meter went mm-hmm. kind of off, off the rails when I added that. So I was like, okay, well you, you can get <laughs> distilled water though. My project for the summer um, is I want to do one of those like rainwater collection barrels so that oh, I can okay. collect the rainwater from our downspout um, and use that to water a lot of my plants. So that's that's my summer project once it warms up a little bit and I can convince my husband to like help me put it in just because I'm pretty sure oh, it involves nice. like climbing ladders and things and oh, to yeah. hook it up to the downspout. And I don't I don't play with ladders. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny because I thought you were going to say that you're going to build a still. I mean, I could do that too, that stuff, but I'm pretty sure like if I was going to build a still, I'm probably going to do more than just water in it. <laughs> Let's be real. Hey, it's probably multi-use, to, you know. You know, I have to make use of the, ag- I have to make use of the agave I'm buying, right? Like, yeah. Oh my God. I think, yeah, I think that should be your new passion I know, I was project. like, you just invented like my new dream business, agave, still, tequila. <laughs> I like it. So I'm pretty sure you can't actually call it tequila if it's not made in a particular area in Mexico. Mexico. I think then you have to call it yeah. something else, but that's okay. I can live with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. If this happens, I will be so excited. I know. I'm like, how, I'm like, where can I put all those? I'm like, I'm like, do I have, can I just build a greenhouse outside now for all my agave that I'm about to go buy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be like, when we finish this, I'm going to be like on Etsy looking at agave now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to figure out where to put them. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere where they get a lot of sun. Yes. Yeah. 
definitely have to work on that one. <laughs> yeah, because it gets pretty cold there, I'm imagining. Oh, yeah. Like, they would not be, they could not be outdoor playing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, it definitely freezes in the winter. It snows. Well, not so much this winter, um, but it definitely, uh, it gets cold and miserable. And really, like, that's actually the other thing that started my plant obsession. Um, I don't think it's a coincidence that I started buying plants like crazy in January because I was like, mm-hmm. it's cold and miserable. And more so than that, like, the sun just doesn't come out. And I was like, I need something yeah. to make me happy. And yeah, yeah so like, brighten it up. definitely did did more plant buying I do a lot more plant buying in the winter I feel like, because I'm like I need to go to the greenhouse now yeah. so what's your favorite plant right now that you have oh um I feel like it's like asking me to pick my favorite child oh. it's so hard um you can say more than one okay so um mm-hmm. You can do like categories. All right. Yeah. So I'm looking around. So like I am, I really am kind of loving um, my neon pothos right now, mostly because I've been using mm-hmm. it in a lot of like Instagram flat lay photography. So it's just <laughs> really fun. Um, and then I have a couple of philodendron brazils that are just this beautiful, like green variegated, like heart shaped leaf, but like all the tendrils that come off are like a pinky color. Mm-hmm. Really nice. Super oh. into that. Um, and then I would say my other one is I was talking about that silver snake plant. So like the still, it's the, mm-hmm. um, Varia, So I think it's Soroyo. I wrote a blog post about it, and that, but I'm so bad at the okay. Latin names of things, but, um, this yeah. like, beautiful silver snake plant. So I would say that's the other one that I'm like really loving right now. Nice. Yeah. Well, I'll definitely link to that blog post so that people can check it out. Yeah. And I want to check it out. Yeah. Too. And I, I do try to like, it's funny because I, part of the plant thing was trying to like develop an offline hobby. <laughs> um, and so like I've resisted myself becoming like the person who does a lot of Instagram posting. I still clearly post about my plants on Instagram because that's how everyone now knows that I'm a crazy plant lady Um, but I do like to blog about them especially the ones in my studio Um, and so yeah you can kind of see like some of the evolution of my plant buying there's there's definitely a few on my blog that don't exist anymore (laughs) but again it happens you'll learn yeah it's part of the journey and what what would you say um, if you like your your next dream plant that you could purchase oh yeah so it's it's got to be the pink princess philodendron that is so i like the first thing that i started doing was buying pink plants it's funny because i never thought of myself as Mm -hmm. a pink person but like just the pink Mm -hmm. variegated plants like spoke to my soul from the beginning and like i've become so into the philodendrons but i have yet to actually see a pink princess philodendron in a store anywhere around me. If I did, like, oh. I would absolutely snap one up in a heartbeat. They're a little pricey on Etsy, which is why I haven't pulled the trigger yet. Oh, so uh-huh. I would say that's like my plant. And then the other thing is, I just bought um, a lady slipper orchid. Um, and so. Mm. Uh, if I can keep that one alive, like my mom was an orchid person and sadly, mm-hmm. um, none of her orchids still exist after she passed away. Oh, no. So, yeah, it was kind oh. of a, there was family drama. Um, but so now I'm like, yeah. all right, like now that I've kind of got my feet wet, it might be time mm-hmm. to like slide into some orchids, but I'm not really interested in like the grocery store phalaenopsis. Like I love, I've always mm-hmm. loved like the lady slipper orchids. I did, um, actually did a project where like I made one out of felt in college. Um, and so I, I bought one, I found one at my local greenhouse a couple weeks ago. And so I bought that. So I'm like, 
that I'm going to start, I keep, I'm going to keep my eye open towards more orchids now. Cause I feel like I'm ready to start giving them a try. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. And they, they require special care, right? Or, you know, I, I, I feel like they're fussy. They are, I think they're too much for me. Fussy. Um, but they're, I think not as fussy as people think that they are. Um, the thing is mm-hmm. they don't bloom year round. So like you think, Oh my God, right, I pulled right, right. it. And then it's like, no, actually that's just, it's a plant and that's what it does. Um, but so like, uh, I happened to buy that lady slipper. And then the woman that I follow, um, Amanda, the crazy plant lady that I follow on Instagram, mm-hmm. she had posted that like, she was really into them and she had just bought one. So I DM'd her and I was like, Oh my gosh, I just bought my first one. I was like, any tips? And she was like, <laughs> She's like, keep it in a north-facing window and water it once a week. And I was like, oh, well, I had instinctively put it in the north-facing window in my kitchen. So I was mm-hmm. already feeling like, oh, okay, like I'm getting the hang of things. Um, and so I think <laughs> really a lot of it with orchids is like, it's just finding that sweet spot of watering. Yeah. Like you can't overwater them, but you can't underwater them. Yeah, so yeah. you're really trying to figure that out. And apparently my sister has kept a few orchids and she's always like, you just stick an ice cube in them once a week. But a lot of people say I've heard that a lot too. Of people actually say don't do that because the cold is like too shocking to them. They're a warm weather oh. plant. So right now uh-huh. I'm just sticking with like one watering about once a week on that one. Um, and you know, fingers crossed, we'll see how it goes. But again, you know, oh. it's all it's all a learning. It's a learning curve. So, so we'll yeah, see. It is. Yeah, and now that you know more, you can tell when things are going wrong versus oh my plant is dead i you know i fucked up and killed this right thing. exactly like now i understand uh, you know like there's some things that i've brought back from the brink like i've actually even mm-hmm. challenged myself like i've bought a few like not so hot looking clearance mm-hmm. plants just to see if i could like bring <laughs> them back a little um so yeah like it's definitely one of those where i'm like you know what i'm up for the challenge and if i lose a few along the way it's okay because i learned something yeah right yeah that's just life. It is. Awesome. Well, I'm super excited about this. I, I Now I just really want to go plant shopping. I know. I make everyone want to go plant shopping now. It's just like my thing. It's a, a kind of crazy, like, how many people in my life, like, friends of mine have started buying, or, like, family have started buying more <laughs> plants since I became a crazy <laughs> plant lady. Because then they also call me and they're like, uh, help me fix my plant. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I definitely like encourage other people around me to get into the plant thing too. Um, Cause I feel like no, no bad can come from it. Like it's all yeah. good when you embrace the plant life. Exactly. And if you start with something easy, like a pothos and I mean, I've pro- propagated that thing all over my house. I mean, I don't even uh, plant some of the propagations. I just have them hanging in like these cute, little glass bowls and they do fine in just oh, water. Oh yeah, a couple so a couple of the peperomias that I killed, I had propagated some pieces that broke off and so so they've been in like glass jars for months and months now and my mm-hmm. husband will look at them and he's like I don't understand how that works. And I'm like I don't like, either. I don't either, but isn't it magic and they just hang yeah. out in these beautiful glass jars and so that's the other thing I've been doing more of too and actually my um my grandfather was a chemist and I have mm-hmm. some of his old glass beakers 
And oh. so they and just they had just been in storage. And so uh, maybe a month or two, a couple months ago, I got a few of them out and I took some cuttings from like um, like my oh. philodendron Brazil. And like, yeah, so now I have like these be- these cuttings and like my grandfather's beakers, which is just really, really awesome. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. amazing. So, so I love that. Like oh, what you fantastic. can do with kind of like, you know, reclaim things. And like that's the other thing mm-hmm. is like I will pot something in anything. Like, mm-hmm. like yeah. my, I just throw some lava rock. If it doesn't have a drainage hole, I just throw like a couple inches of lava rock in the bottom and then throw the dirt on top and it's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So I, I yeah. will plant in anything I can find. <laughs> and if it's glass, I'll awesome. propagate in it. <laughs> oh, that's super cool. Awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. Cause yeah. Um, what else are you going to do with your grandpa's? speakers i mean you could just have them sitting around but right, I, if you have a plant in exactly. it then it's yeah, yeah so it's it's perfect it's, it's nice. a really nice little touch that i have in my studio now so it's like oh yeah those are my oh, grandpa's I love that. yeah that's awesome great well i really appreciate you talking to me today did you have anything else that you wanted to i add? don't think so no this was super fun like obviously people ask me on their podcast all the time to talk about like business and, and mm-hmm. the business of being an artist so it was really fun to, yeah. to like geek out on my yeah, yeah. To geek out on my hobby for a little while so i love it i'm so glad we got to talk about it oh me too it's great well the whole reason that i wanted to do this podcast is because i wanted to talk to people about what they were doing and not just about business because there are a lot of creative podcasts out there that that talk about business and that's great because I do like talking about business and I do want to learn but I also want to know like what people are doing when they're not working on their business yeah I I you know, totally pe- agree people are around like me. I love to talk about business but I also like I got I have plants because I was like I need I need to be a whole person I need to have other yeah. hobbies um so it's really fun to get to like geek out about one of my hobbies for a little while yeah I agree Awesome. Well, thank you so much for talking to me today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. And I'm going to post links in the show notes so people can read your blog. And we'll check out the crazy plant ladies that we talked about today. Yes. And maybe some plant pictures. Nice. Awesome. 